the only constant in software is change. Welcome to the MongoDB Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about software development, data, and all things MongoDB. My name is Michael Lynn, and today we have a special co-host. We're joined by Rebecca Mosner. Rebecca heads up social media at MongoDB, and I'm really excited to have her on the podcast. Hey, Rebecca, how's it going? Things are not going too bad. This is my first time on a podcast. I'm really excited to be here with Lauren Schaefer, who's on our developer relations team. And we're talking about a slew of different things. Like we're talking about her background, which is really interesting and some things that she's done prior to joining MongoDB. We're going to talk about working from home because she works from home full time. uh, And that is super relevant right now because while we're recording this, we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So some great tips that she has that we can all take away from. And we're also really focusing on approaching MongoDB from the perspective of someone familiar with SQL. Outstanding. Yeah, we had a blast on this podcast. If you're listening in and want to dive into uh, some really great SQL to NoSQL information right from somebody who's done it, uh, stay tuned and listen in. Uh, Really had a great time with it. Let's, uh, Let's get right to the podcast. Lauren Schaefer, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I am doing well. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you. Would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Who who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so my name is Lauren Schaefer and I'm a developer advocate here at MongoDB. And I'm based in Pennsylvania, which is on the East Coast of the United States. That's great. Yes, you and I are both in, in Pennsylvania. Um, so uh, you are a MongoDB employee. How long have you been with MongoDB? Um, a little over a year, I think, maybe a year and a half. Oh my goodness. Time's flying. <laughs> it does go. It does go. Um, and you, you mentioned you're part of the developer relations team. What do you do as a, as a developer advocate on that team? My primary role is a content creator. So I create blogs and articles as well as online video tutorials. So definitely come check out our YouTube channel. You'll find me chattering away there. Um, And then I also get a chance when conferences are happening, I get to go speak at conferences, which I really enjoy as well. And how about outside of work? What are you doing? Hobbies, activities, what's going on? So I have a four-year-old daughter who takes up most of my time. Her name is Sydney. She's a little sweetie pie. Um, And so we love to just hang out. Um, You know, unfortunately, Corona has us stuck at home here for a while. So we're kind of rethinking what we like to do. Uh, But we enjoy playing board games together. We're learning all of the toddler level board games right now. Um, And we're also really into American Ninja Warrior. So I'm hoping that the show will come back soon so that we've got some fresh shows to watch. But we love to watch it as a whole family together. And uh, my daughter has watched more American Ninja Warrior than she has like football games, which is a little crazy. She loves to yell, beat that wall, beat that wall. So we're, we're pretty big fans around here. So you normally work remotely for MongoDB. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that experience has been like? Yeah, it's been great. I've been a remote employee for almost 10 years now across three different companies. So um, I, I really enjoy working remotely. The, the great thing about my current team is that everyone is distributed. So 
Um, everybody's kind of good at making sure that they're keeping everybody else up to date on what they're working on. And um, I don't feel like I miss out on those in-office conversations, which is really nice. And I actually didn't realize that the entire uh, developer relations team here was distributed, which is pretty great. Uh, do you have any tips for people who might not be currently um, remote or are considering it and how that they can be successful? Yeah, um, I think one of the most important things you can do when you're a remote employee is to work to actively prevent burnout. It's so easy to just keep working. Um, if you leave your computer on, if you leave your phone on, you don't really get to take a mental break. And you know what I tell people is your employers have worked really hard to make you to be a productive employee. And you have all of that knowledge, your team knowledge that you've been working to build you're productive. They don't want to lose you. So really work to actively prevent burnout. The way I do that is by making sure I turn off my computer every day. I have a very set schedule and I turn off my computer. I don't have any phone notifications on except when I travel. So I make sure that I get that mental break every evening. That's great. That, those are those are great tips. You know, one of the things I'm very proud of, of, of MongoDB for is, is that there's a, a really a great deal of support for remote activity. And we, uh, we support remote workers through a, a, a great set of tools. We have um, obviously video conferencing and, and Slack. And, and what other tools do you use with the team to, to kind of make sure that you're staying connected? I think the big one you just hit on is Slack. Um, our team is constantly chattering back and forth to each other. Uh, we just tried a new tool today, uh, Murally, and it worked really well. We did some remote team brainstorming. We were able to create virtual sticky notes and vote on ideas. And so that was a really nice way to kind of create that in-person experience you usually have with sticky notes and, and create it virtually. Wait, what was the, the name of that tool? I think it's called Murally or Mural. Mural. Okay, okay, we'll check that out. I love that tool. It's actually something that I use on my team as well for remote work. And I've also used it in brainstorming with uh, the DevRel team for our Twitch streams. Um, I think that it's so great for the whiteboarding uh, when you're trying to work with people who are across so many different time zones like we have. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's always good to have um, to have good collaboration tools. So let's see, you've been with MongoDB for over a year now. And how did you end up at MongoDB? Well, Mike, you are an excellent recruiter. <laughs> I owe it all to you. Uh, you found me on LinkedIn and you said, Lauren, let's talk. And <laughs> the conversations went well and I ended up here and I, I'm very happy that I, I did. So it wasn't just the, the amazing technology. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely all your recruiting skills. Okay, <laughs> that's great, terrific. And from a from a, a skills perspective, you you had skills with other databases, and we're going to kind of talk about um, what it's like to make that transition from uh, from a SQL or a relational database management background to a no NoSQL, a document oriented database like MongoDB. Do you, you want to talk a little bit about how you made that transition, and and maybe maybe you can share some tips for for folks that might be considering a similar path? Definitely. So I like I like to say that I kind of grew up on SQL databases. So in college, uh, we did all of our projects in MySQL. I took a database class. It was all about relational databases, learning how to normalize your data. Um, then I. 
I spent the first eight years of my career at IBM, and most of that was with relational databases, uh, DB2. And then towards the end of my time there, we started branching out and we were able to got a little more freedom uh, with our database choices. And we started trying out NoSQL databases for our smaller side projects. And to be honest with you, I didn't really get it. Um, I saw them. It was easy to get going, but I didn't understand why I would want to switch to this model of thinking. And so I kind of kept doing everything the same way that I had before. I said, oh, you know, we used to have rows and columns. Now we've got fields and values. And I just kind of kept everything the same way. And so I think I missed out on a lot of the value of NoSQL databases just because I didn't change my mindset. Um, so when I came to MongoDB and I started learning about how to model my data and rethink the way I do it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much better. And now that I've started building projects with MongoDB, I've um, really gotten to experience some of those benefits. That's great. Yeah, it is a, it is a bit of a transition. Um, I worked with MySQL and, and Postgres prior to coming to MongoDB, and there was a bit of a transition for me. Um, but fortunately, we've got some great tools in place. How did you make that transition yourself? Was it just uh, hitting the books, hitting the docs, or did you, did you leverage um, any of the online um, tutorials or university? Yeah, I used MongoDB University. They've got a really great MongoDB Basics course. Um, so that was really helpful. Walked me through it. I got some in-person training. We've got really great uh, new hire technical training where they walked us through some of the data uh, schema design patterns, actually sat down and modeled uh, how you would model just a simple like online store using MongoDB. And so then it started to click with me um, how to re rethink the way I model my data. Um, and then Ken Alger actually has a really great seri blog series that he co-authored with Daniel Kupal all about MongoDB schema design patterns. And it's, it's a fantastic way to go through and really understand the best way to model your data. That is a series that I go back to time and time again. Yeah. So if, if folks listening in want to find that, you can Google. Uh, I, think, I think it's labeled schema design with MongoDB and the authors are Ken Alger and Daniel Kupal. Uh, definitely check that out. And we also have a previous podcast with Yulia, who's on our education team. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, definitely scroll back, check it out. Yes, Yulia Jenkins, a great, great conversation with her about uh, schema design. Um, I also have the question, uh, kind of going back to your experience with, you know, moving from uh, traditionally uh, RDBMS RD systems and then coming over to uh, NoSQL, what were some of the initial benefits that you saw right away when you started learning more about um, NoSQL? I think the biggest benefit is just that it was easy to get started. You could, you could easily spin up a database. I actually tried out the MLab service when it was on IBM Bluemix, which I think has been rebranded to the IBM Cloud. Um, and it was so easy to spin up a database and start dumping data in it and pull it back out that it, it, the ease of it, I think, was the biggest benefit. Yeah, that's definitely something that we hear from people who are switching from um, SQL to NoSQL, um, that it, it does become easier for them to use much quicker. So um, tell us a little bit about... Um, 
your quick start series. I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this in the past to you, but I want to say it on the podcast. I think it's phenomenal writing. I think it's really great work. Um, for those that are listening in and are wondering what I'm talking about, um, if you look at the mongodb.com blog, there's a quick start series. And Lauren has contributed um, several articles and they're just really well written and very easy to understand, easy to get started. I specifically like the, the Node.js if you're a JavaScript programmer or looking to get started with Node.js and JavaScript and MongoDB, highly recommend this. Tell me about the motivations to write that. Like, where where did that come from? Are you a JavaScript developer, or did you did you learn it to to start working in that in that area? So I grew up uh, on Java. That's what I learned in college, and I started with my career at IBM was all in Java. And uh, as I was working. You know, one of the great things about IBM is you're able to switch uh, roles and teams throughout your career. And so I was able to switch teams and picked up JavaScript while I was working there. So I spent a couple of years doing JavaScript, which I really enjoyed. Um, took a break at Sugar CRM and worked on PHP for a while and then um, was happy to come back when I started to come back to JavaScript when I started working at MongoDB again. So um, I'm getting back into it and really enjoying it. So go, going back to our um, our core theme of getting SQL developers to to think about SQL to NoSQL, um, what are what are some of the other ways that you think people may be able to uh, to turn that corner and to begin thinking differently about data storage? Or do you have tips or or any other suggestions? Definitely go check out MongoDB University. That's going to help you get that baseline of knowledge. Um, there's also a new course on university all about schema design patterns, which will set you up. You'll be good to go. Um, and then I also have a new blog series that has just been released where I'm talking about how to move from SQL to MongoDB. And I break it down step by step. And I say, you know, a row maps to a, a field, a column maps to a value. And we kind of walk through the terminology to help you understand um, how things map between each other. And so we want to start from the basis of what you already know and build on that to help you get uh, running up up super quickly with MongoDB. That's awesome. I can't wait for it. Is that also a part of the Quick Start series or is that a series unto itself? It's a new series and it's on the MongoDB Developer Hub. Ooh, tell us about the hub. How, have you been doing a lot of stuff for the hub, for the dev hub? Yes. So the URL, if you haven't been there, is developer.mongodb.com. And so it's got a lot of really great resources on there, different articles, blog posts, um, links to our Twitch channel, and it's got a snazzy new look, which is very fun. There's a lot of bright pink on it, which I appreciate. <laughs> Tell me about that. Why pink? <laughs> well, pink is my favorite color. So I would be happy if everything was pink, but this at least has some pink in it, which I appreciate. Outstanding. That's great. Um, so I want to be cognizant of time. We're about 30 minutes in. Um, would like to give you the opportunity to talk about um, anything you'd like to tell the listeners. Um, or you can plug something if you've got, um, obviously, we're, we, we've got some, some challenges around conferences, which is part of what you do, but I'm sure you're doing other stuff. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell the, the listeners about? Yes, you can find me on Twitter. I am Lauren underscore Schaefer. And I just launched a TikTok channel. I don't even know. Rebecca, is channel the right word? You're the expert. Uh, yeah, an account. Yeah, for sure. Channel definitely works. 
Okay. TikTok channel, perhaps. Um, I'm way too old to be on TikTok, but I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I will see what I come up with. So please come find me. I'm Lauren underscore Schaefer. We will do that. And how how are you too old? Come on now. Anybody can use <laughs> anybody can use social media these days. Can uh, you? I don't know. You're also covering some pretty great stuff on your TikTok that is super valuable. And going back to kind of the beginning when we were talking about your work from home tips, uh, that's a series that you're working on on TikTok right now, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So you can come find me. I'm doing bite-sized tips, 60 seconds or less. That's so awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, Rebecca, anything else for, for Lauren before we let go? Um, I think that we've got it down. I mean, you've convinced me to move from sequel to no sequel. So that's one more happy customer. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Awesome. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening in. And thanks to Mike for having me on the show today. Especially thank you to Lauren for helping us understand a bit more about transitioning from sequel to no sequel. If you enjoyed what you heard, please head on over to your favorite podcast network and leave a review so that others can get an idea about the podcast too. If you want to hear more from Lauren, you can find her on Twitter or TikTok at Lauren underscore Schaefer. And definitely check out her quit start blogs at mongodb.com slash blog. Or if you want to hear more from MongoDB, you can join us in one of our communities on social by following us on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram at MongoDB. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.